Welcome to Business Books and Company. Every month, we read great business books and explore how they can help us navigate our careers. Read along with us so you can become a stronger leader within your company or a more adept entrepreneur. It's time to say goodbye to a great season with some very memorable books. Unfortunately, we're also saying goodbye to our valued co-host, Eli. We'll finish the season off by telling you about the best and worst books we read this season, including our recommendations about who should read which books. But before we get into all the great books we read this year and some of the books that weren't so great, let's introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm David Short. I'm a product manager at a bank where I work on instant payments. Hi, I'm Eli Mitchell. I am head of growth strategies at a retail health company. And yes, Copec, I know we'll talk at the end of the show, but I'm sad to be leaving y'all at the end of this season. And we're sad to be losing you too. And I'm David Kopak. I'm an assistant professor of computer science. So first, I want to talk a little bit meta. This is about which episodes people really enjoyed, or at least were really interested in looking into. What do the two of you think were our most popular episodes this season? Or let's say our most popular overall, and our most popular in terms of how many people listened to it in the first 30 days that it was out. Oh, some specific metrics there, Kopak. So I'll, I'll go first because I think Short has better memory than I do, and he probably just actually knows the answer here because you do give us updates every once in a while. I was thinking uh, our most popular overall, my guess is Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull. And basically my, lo- my logic for that is that it was about Pixar, which is a really big name to kind of carry an episode if anybody's searching in their podcast app for something about Pixar, it might come up. It was also one of our first episodes. I think it was the second episode of the season. So it's just been out there longest. So my vote for most popular overall uh, is Creativity Inc. I think I'd apply similar logic for most popular in the first 30 days. You know, let me, let's just say the Instagram book, No Filter, because I, I think, again, just a, kind of a big name that people are excited to see and uh, interested in listening about. David, what about you? I think I do remember that it was the Netflix uh, No Rules Rules that was our most popular this season, but I could be wrong. That one, honestly, just I think we read it just as it was coming out, uh, similar to what some of Eli was saying. It's a you know big company that lots of people are interested in hearing about the uh, the lessons learned. And honestly, I thought it was a, a really great book, too. So hopefully we got a, got a lot of listeners for that. In terms of first month downloads, hmm. I mean, I maybe Amazon Unbound just because it's a more recent one, so wouldn't be at like the all time highs, but might have might have done well in a in a short period of time. Again, given the uh, the scale of the company and the uh, the recency of the the book release. All right, Eli, you lost. David, you were right on the money. No rules, rules. Netflix and the culture of reinvention was our number one episode in overall listens this season, and our number one episode in terms of listens the first thirty days was Amazon Unbound. Let me ask you the opposite question. What do you think people just didn't care about? Like, what was a book that we read, we did an episode on, and nobody really wanted to listen to? All right. Well, uh, we'll see if I do any better this time. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the same memory. Short. I. I think Liftoff, uh, the story of Conserve, was probably not a very popular episode. Again, kind of the logic of it. There's not like a big name in the book that would carry it. Also, I don't think any of us particularly liked the book. So none of us promoted it all that much. I'm going to guess Let It Go, honestly, just as like a generic name that might not be appealing. I actually enjoyed the book quite a bit, but um, I'm just going to guess that it didn't didn't uh, garner as much attention from our audience. 
Eli, you were right on the money. It was actually Liftoff that was our least listened to episode. So it's good. David won one and Eli won one. It's a nice way to start. Okay, let's go into our favorite books this season. And we're going to break this up into a few different categories. So we'll start with our favorite book in the category of entrepreneurship. Then we'll go into career-focused books. And then we'll talk about books that just had a great story and just, just were real page turners. But let's start with entrepreneurship. What was your favorite book this season or what book did you think was the best that focused on entrepreneurship? I really enjoyed Shoe Dog. I think it tells a great story of really starting from scratch. I had never really heard a lot of the the anecdotes from it, although I think a lot of them are kind of like classic tales at Nike. But um, really hearing about the fact that he built the company for a significant period of time while you know having a full-time job, first as an accountant. And then as a professor that he even like changed careers to have like more time to be able to do this side hustle, but that it was like 10 years, I think, before he actually dedicated himself full time to it. And, you know, ultimately it became, you know, the, the largest, you know, shoe brand in the world. So um, seeing that like growth from literally hustling out of the trunk of your car to, you know, multinational Fortune 500 company and all of that was, re- was really inspiring. Uh, I shouldn't have let you go first, short. Uh, my Mine was actually the same. I, I agree. Sh- Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. And for many of the same reasons, I think it was just, it was a really good story about entrepreneurship and like the ups and the downs were in there. And you could see, you could see the failure and how close he was to failing and how he had this dream and this vision that really carried him through. You know, I, I think for that, like you hear the stories about uh, entrepreneurship, but I think kind of being the personal first person narrative there um, and really not holding back on any details, including like his first dates and such, (laughs) I think just really helped you enter into what was happening and, you know, be a fly on the wall as a company was really starting itself. I'm going to concur with both of you. So we have a winner. Our best entrepreneur focused book this season was definitely Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Let's talk about career-focused books. And we've read a couple of these this season. What do you think was the best one? So I've got two here. Uh, So first, Radical Candor by Kim Scott. And second, No Rules Rules, The Story of Netflix uh, by Reed Hastings and Aaron Meyer. Uh, Kind of a a little different, each each of those books. But so what I got out of Radical Candor, uh, and, you know, I talked during the episode how much I really enjoyed the book. Uh, It had really relevant advice that I think is useful and applicable to any career or any industry on like how to give feedback and how to receive feedback, which I think everybody really needs to hear. And then it was also very pragmatic, right? Like there were actual literal frameworks in the book of like, here, take this out, ask these questions, set up this meeting. You know, the second half of that book was like, just take this and go and run with it. And I, I know we all, we talked about this during the episode, like we were, were like, oh, is this one of those books that could be an article, right? Like, and we're reading a 300 page or whatever book about it. Um, but we all felt like it really, there were good stories and actually carried you through the whole book. No Rules Rules, I thought was just set up really well. Um, you know, it kind of had three themes that it progressed throughout the book. It explained how the organization worked. It seemed like it was pretty open into what works, what doesn't work, uh, I know it was Reed Hastings as a co-author there, so it was also very positive about Netflix. But I think that it, you know, also pragmatically is something that if you're in a position to set rules at an organization 
or don't set rules at an organization, uh, that you can really look to that and see what do they do at Netflix and why does it work? So once again, uh, I shouldn't have let you go first. Radical Candor was definitely my pick here. But honestly, I, I agree that no rules rules would be the the second one. And to be frank, I think they're probably the only two from this season that really are super focused on your career and have, to Eli's point, practical frameworks that you can potentially implement in your current job, likely, you know, anywhere that you may work. So I think they're both great if that's what you're looking for out of a business book. I would wholeheartedly recommend both of them. With Radical Candor, I actually saw practical impact in my career. I I brought it up in team meetings and I actually even saw some of my engineers start to speak up more and use some of the the frameworks that we talked about and I even like mentioned it to them as and like you know complimented them on, you know, speaking uh with, you know, empathy and you know, uh, challenging directly some of the the things that they were seeing that could be better within the the working environment. So I think it's actually had a tangible improvement on my team. I'm going to concur with both of you again. I think Radical Candor was a great book. And so that is our career-focused book of the season. Next, let's talk about story. You know, great business books also sometimes are real page turners. What was a book we read this season that really kept your attention and kept you wanting more as you went through it? Sure. I'm curious if we're going to have different answers here. Um, I have two again, but really the, the big one is Let It Go by Stephanie Shirley, which, you know, and story behind this for our listeners is this was kind of a random book for us to pull out. Like we were, we were actually kind of like specifically looking for a book about a female entrepreneur. None of us had actually heard of Stephanie Shirley uh, before choosing this book. And it's just, I just thought it was a really beautiful story, right? Like it was, it was a good story to read through. And she's like, when you take a step back, it's like, she is an incredibly impressive person. And I know some of my classmates in Europe were like, how, do, how are you not aware of this person? But I was not, you know, I cried at one point during the book, right? She talks about her son dying. She talks about how difficult it was for her being an orphan, uh, being female entrepreneur, growing up kind of in the 60s, 70s, how she got a company working. And I just, I just really enjoyed reading that story. The second that I would say here is Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, which we've already talked about. But again, just to reiterate, like it was just, it's a really good story. It, it draws you in and kind of tells you the story of Nike. So we finally disagree, although I think that those were great. I did think that the story in Let It Go was was very good, and it's probably the most emotional of the stories. So if that is what you're looking for in a story, then I think I would agree that it was like, I mean, I don't know if I actually cried, but it is a, it's a very heart-wrenching tale and a like fascinating business story and like, you know, struggling as a woman in, I don't actually remember what decade, 60s, I think, or something, 50s, maybe even. When she was starting her business, it's like it's an incredible tale. But I really just for the the history and the story enjoyed Creativity Inc. So really just hearing the fact that I, I had no idea that Pixar had been founded, you know, in Lucas Arts and sort of spun off from there. I knew Steve Jobs was involved, but I didn't really know exactly like the timelines of, you know, his experiences with Apple and like the relationship between, you know, him him taking over at Pixar and then ultimately returning to Apple. The fact that like Steve Jobs ultimately becomes, you know, the the largest Disney shareholder. I just thought it was a, a really fascinating tale and, you know, really interesting characters that I really felt like I, I got to know pretty well through the story. So I, I really enjoyed Creativity Inc. 
Shoe Dog is definitely like a, a, a great story too. I honestly just didn't include it because I'd already put it down as the best entrepreneurship book. So didn't really consider it. I'm going to give a nod here to Amazon Unbound. I really liked Amazon Unbound. I was really like excited to know what happened next in several of the chapters, but I'm actually going to go with Let It Go. So I guess I'm the tie-breaking vote here. That's two out of three of us for Let It Go. It really did have an emotional impact on me, obviously not just the business parts, but also the parts that you mentioned, Eli. It's just a really good book beyond being a quote-unquote business book. So I would highly recommend Let It Go to just about anybody. Okay, now let's talk about some of the books that really weren't that great. And there were actually quite a few this season. So I'm going to ask you first about which ones you thought were the worst, and maybe we can pick an overall worst. And then also at the same time, if there was one that you thought was really just a waste of time, and you just say to anybody like, hey, don't even waste your time on this book. I don't want to be mean. I have to force short to go first. Yeah, we, we, we said we were going to do this. I honestly don't think that any of the books were bad, to be clear. Like, I, I am glad that I read every one of them, but we're, we're going to play by the rules. So I will say among the ones of the season, the one that I enjoyed the least, uh, I think, is Liftoff. I, there were parts of it that I really enjoyed. I learned more about India than I had in, you know, in certainly Indian business, which is just not something I've really studied in any way. And so, you know, getting that perspective again from a, a woman uh, forming a business in or leading a business, at least in India in the 90s, was really like interesting to to read. But just like the structure of it, it felt like, I don't know, it was a little bit more like a random stringing together of anecdotes and stuff like that and less of just like a, a cohesive story or a uh, a complete like synthesis of of like real business lessons. So I, I guess it was like a little bit of trying to do everything, and it didn't do any of them, you know, particularly well relative to the other ones we read. Okay, now I feel bad because I actually had three books listed here. So, <laughs> so, so I guess I am mean. Yeah, I agree. Uh, sure, I I had lift off here, and you know, I I think during the episode as we were going through it, there were things that we could take away from it, right? Like, and and we did talk about it for an hour and, you know, we kind of pulled out various stories, anecdotes, takeaways and such. But like on reflection, when I like being more distant from it, just like, I agree with what Kopech felt about it at the time, that it was really just kind of this self-serving, like look at all of the things that I did kind of book. And, you know, you just have to remember how many times she mentioned that she did her like one week course at Harvard. The two other books that I put here, so Power of Broke by Damon John, uh, the first book we read of the season, the first book that I recommended. So I felt very guilty uh, after none of us really liked the book because I was joining the show and I was like, let's try this one. It was similarly just kind of a lot of different stories. It wasn't even clear how researched the stories were, how much access he had to the different entrepreneurs in the stories. He kind of tried to use one theme throughout, but it didn't seem to work that well. And he also, you know, being that he has this inside knowledge of Shark Tank, I think I was expecting a little more about Shark Tank or a little more about FUBU. And it didn't seem to be about that as, at all. The The other one that I put in here is Tape Sucks by Frank Slootman. Couldn't call this book a waste of time because it's about 100 pages. And just like, I literally did read it on a flight, as he says in uh, his intro, that he hopes somebody can just read it on a flight. It was succinct and to the point. And if it is something that you are interested in, then absolutely, I think probably a good book for you. Uh, Just for me, wasn't something that I really cared to read much about. 
I agree with what both of you said. I actually had four books on my list list for this. Number one, Liftoff. Yeah, it was kind of a puff piece. Didn't really strike me as something that came across as completely authentic. Number two, Tape Sucks. It really has a very narrow audience and there's no story there and there's really not a lot about the product. And it's hard for me to get into a business book when I don't really care that much about what they're selling. So yeah, Tape Sucks. The Power of Broke, it had some nice stories in it. I did like the parts where Damon John talked about his upbringing and about starting FUBU, but a lot of the other entrepreneurial stories were pretty forgettable. And then I'm also going to add in here No Filter, which neither of you mentioned. I talked a lot about why I didn't like it in the episode, so I won't go into all the details again, but No Filter to me really didn't provide the level of insight that you would expect from somebody who had so much access as it seems the author did. And there was almost no coverage of any of the technical side, which definitely has a big place in why Instagram was successful when a lot of other mini social networks doing the exact same thing at the exact same time weren't. And that was a pretty big oversight. So yeah, those are my four. All of them not great. I wouldn't say any of them were a total waste of time except for maybe tape sucks, despite the fact that it's so short. Because if you're not in that particular place where the author was, which is basically being a CEO of a really, really fast growing startup, it's not really going to be that useful to you. And it's not really going to engage you that much. Actually, I just had a a couple things to, to respond to there. One was for waste of time. I actually did think that the power of broke might be in the sense that, yeah, it just it feels like we all wanted a different book from Damon John and he wrote some other books, which we haven't read. So maybe like the other books are more focused on like FUBU or on Shark Tank and not just sort of the random set of people that he decided he wanted to to write about their stories and somehow relate them to the power of broke. <laughs> but the Slootman book, I actually would defend a little bit, not to say like, I don't disagree with a lot of what Kopeck said. Like, I think it is very niche. But it was really short. And honestly, I do think if I were trying to run a a hyper growth company, it would be like an incredibly valuable handbook to have. So it's like for that very narrow focus, I think it's it's great and it's short. And he didn't try to like make it into this 300 page puff piece where he puts in a bunch of other stuff like he did just really focus in on where he thought he could he could be valuable. So I would defend it a little bit. But again, in that very narrow circumstance of like it's really only valuable there. That's totally fair, David. I think maybe I was a little too tough on it. So there's a few books we read this season that we didn't mention. Are there any that you want to kind of pull out as, hey, maybe they weren't the absolute best book we read, but they were still pretty good and they deserve kind of an honorable mention? I think for me, the big one that just doesn't really fit into any of these categories, and I love these categories, by the way, Kopech, um, I I had kind of already like made my own matrix essentially using these same exact categories before you even sent out this list. But uh, brick by brick, the the story about Lego, I I, I really loved it. I, I thought it I thought it was a great book. I I think it had a bit of a story. You know, there was like the the crash and the turnaround that needed to happen. And you know, we talked on the episode. It was like a slow build, and then like at one point, you're like, oh wow, like this is so cool. And just so many good stories about what they did, things that you can relate to because like you know what Lego is. And then, of course, I just loved the episode uh, that we recorded on it because we had Corey 
Cunningham from Lego on the episode. So I, I thought that that was a really good book uh, because of the story, because there was, it, and it wasn't a story just like Stephanie Shirley with Let It Go, or I mean, even frankly, like Phil Knight with Nike, there was like not too much about the company. It was like more of a personal story. It, it was a story about the company. I think that there were some things that you could take away from it in terms of applying creativity at your company. Uh, and then I really enjoyed the episode that we recorded for it. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. To be honest, I think it might be the only book we haven't mentioned yet. So that might be why it comes up as the the one in the middle a little bit. But I, I did really enjoy it. And honestly, I think it might have been one of our most enjoyable episodes to record too, frankly, just for having Corey to to bring a a different perspective and a little bit of an insider perspective, like really coming from Lego. So I really enjoyed that. And I think it's it's something worth exploring in the future if we can if we if we can find, you know, special guests that know a lot about the the industry or the author or something, we should definitely try to as much as we can. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Really amazing episode. Corey was fantastic. And for those of you listening that are kind of thinking, which episode should I go back into your season and listen to? Definitely check out Brick by Brick. It was probably one of our best episodes of all time. Okay, let's talk about what you learned this season. Now, obviously, we're reading these books mainly to learn, but maybe there were some overriding themes, maybe things that even crossed across multiple books, or maybe just a certain book that was particularly applicable to your own career or situation. So what were your most important takeaways for yourself from this season? I'll say personally, my most important takeaway was time management in terms of reading the books and preparing for each of these podcast episodes and having a bit of that responsibility and accountability outside of work. I'm very good at it at work, uh, but definitely found myself feeling like I was back in high school doing the last minute cram right before some of the episodes uh, and then being disappointed and annoyed with myself at the end of the episode that I felt like I like didn't like land the points that I wanted to. So I tried towards the end of the season to make sure I got the book actually read in time. Of course, that's not what we learned in the books. That was just my experience from the season. So so for me, the, the two uh, most important lessons, I think, for, first was just from the Radical Candor book about being radically candid. And we, we've talked about this already, but I just think that that was a very helpful framework and, and a complete book about it. But, you know, the, the point was that you can give feedback from a place of like love, really, I think she emphasized, where you truly want a person to grow. And for me personally, I think I've, in my career, I've been at places where there's a huge feedback culture, right? Like in consulting, there is so much feedback, but it is all very transactional. It never actually feels like it's coming from that, like, I don't, I don't know a better word than love, but like really caring, right? Like it doesn't feel like the person that's giving you that feedback really wants you to grow and really cares about your career. It feels like they're checking the box a little bit and saying like, okay, I get, we had our weekly feedback session. And then at other points in my career, I've been working with teams where we do really care about each other um, and we have so much respect for each other and there's been no feedback. So I, I think to like read that book and like have that mindset that like, no, you can have both. You can really, really care about somebody, about a teammate and give them that feedback. And, you know, honestly, it like hit me today when I was talking with a colleague and I was like, okay, like I'm actually starting to understand like you're struggling working within this organization and like 
we can pragmatically address like, you know, these different points that you're complaining about. But like, actually, I think it's better for us to like pause and like get into like a coaching and feedback session about like, why do you think this isn't working? Um, And I, you know, I was just like thinking back to the book. I was like, this is like, because I care about you that I want to do this. So that, that was a big takeaway for me. The other takeaway that, you know, and I see this all the time when we talk about entrepreneurs is just the importance of goals and goal setting, you know, just like off the top of my head, like Ed Catmull and his book about Pixar, like he said throughout the book so many times, like my goal is, was to create the first like digitally animated feature film, right? Like throughout, like he was like, he had this goal when he was a child, right? And then Phil Knight wrote his MBA thesis on importing running shoes from Japan and what the opportunity would be there. Um, And I think that those were just two books that we read that like really had specific goals that the entrepreneurs then went to achieve. So it's time for me to get back to the book, rewriting my own goals as they've been morphing over the years. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with both of those. I think I already talked about it. Radical Candor, I think, has had the biggest impact on me so far. So like the real answer is I echo a lot of what Eli just said. I think she said it very well and I, I don't need to repeat it again, uh, this, the story about how it's, it's helped my teams. But I do think that's probably been the practical, most um, important thing I learned. The aspect I really enjoyed, honestly, was the, the story aspect and sort of the history of the companies that we got from a lot of these books. So I feel like I learned a lot about Pixar I feel like I learned a lot about Lego. I feel like I learned a lot about Amazon. I feel like there was a lot of these like companies that I knew a decent amount about before. They aren't even like companies where I didn't have like some sense of who the founder was or, you know, roughly how long they've been around. Well, Lego, I, I to be honest, knew it was old, but didn't didn't know quite how old and, and, and all that history. But uh, these other companies that I, I felt like I knew a decent amount about, I feel like these books really helped to just flesh out a lot more of the stories the other people that were important in the in the foundings, the uh, various pitfalls that they went through. And honestly, I think that was something that I always enjoyed is the ones that were really honest about their struggles and didn't just highlight their successes. So that was something that I really enjoyed was learning about all of those random anecdotes that you just don't hear about from the what could have gone wrong history. I love the story stuff too. And that's one of my favorite things about business books, but there's something that I'm surprised neither of you mentioned, which is I think there was a running theme through many of our books this entire season. And I would say that's the importance of corporate culture. If our first season of this show was more about entrepreneurship, when we read books like Founders at Work uh, and Ross Perot's early days, things like that, this season was really about large organizations and how they keep being successful through having a positive culture. I mean, when you think about books like Creativity Inc. or Tape Sucks or No Rules Rules, or even books like Brick by Brick or Radical Candor, those are really all to some extent about corporate culture. And I really got an appreciation of that throughout this season, how important that is. And I see it in my own job. I see it in academia. I see how schools that have a bad culture quickly fail. I see how if you run a school in a certain way, it starts to make people unhappy, less productive, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not talking about policies. I'm talking more about ethos. And that really came across to me very, very strongly through about half the books that we read this season. Yeah, Kopec, I think that that's a really good point. And you know, my, my commentary here of just something that I really enjoy and appreciate about the podcast is having the three of us come in with our different opinions and different thoughts and kind of pushing each of our own personal thinking. 
Yeah, like like personally, the Instagram book, No Filter and Amazon Unbound were kind of this like middling uh, level book for me, right? Like I was like, oh, like that's an interesting story. And, you know, personally, maybe just because I like, I know Instagram and I know Amazon, right? Like I, it was it was maybe hard to step back a little and appreciate all that was in the book. But I, I'd say even those books, like there was a strong emphasis on culture, right? Like in the Instagram book, it was all about how this small company culture, right? When they had 13 people when they were acquired by Facebook, how they maintained that while at Facebook, right? Um, and then Amazon, you know, at points, I think actually showed a failure of uh, company culture with just like the different anecdotes and how people feel about Jeff Bezos as the CEO. Of course, countered by the fact that it's been immensely successful. So the fact that, you know, people leave because they don't like the culture, you know, you have to take it with two, two cents. But, I, you know, I, I just agree. I think both of those books that adds to that theme about the importance of corporate culture. Let's have a bit of a meta discussion. Let's talk about how we feel the season went as a whole. We actually did come into the season with some new goals. One of them was to have more female authors I did do some tallying on that just to find out if statistically it's true, because I thought it was true that we were doing more of that. And actually, half of the books that we read this season had either a female author or a female co-author. So I think that's a big improvement. What about other goals that you had for the show coming into the season? How do you feel we did? And how do you feel the show as a whole went this season? That's actually really impressive. I, I didn't realize that we we hit 50% uh, female authors or co-authors. I, I know. We were struggling a little more with finding female entrepreneurs uh, that had books written about them or that uh, wrote books themselves. But then I, I know, you know, the the Netflix book and uh, Radical Candor, which we've all called out, uh, had female authors as well. So I'm I'm happy that we hit that because it did feel like it was a struggle at the start of the season of trying to identify some female authors. I really appreciated this, you know, and because I I think a backdrop for me on recording this season was also COVID, right? Like, I would say it's hard to remember now, except like we're all like about to enter lockdown again. So maybe it is not hard to remember. But, you know, for the for basically this whole season, we were on lockdown. And for me, this really helped add structure and like something that I had to do every weekend and I had to plan around and I had to read the books in between. So it wasn't just a like, okay, Netflixing every single weekend and like, you know, no change from one day to the next. So I, I just really honestly appreciated having this as something that gave me a change of pace over the past year. Yeah, I mean, that, that's honestly the core of it for me is the, the structure that the podcast provides. It gets me to sort of eat my vegetables with reading these business books that I enjoy, but I might not prioritize over fiction if I didn't feel the obligation to ultimately come prepared and have a great conversation with y'all. And I'd say that's the other part that I really enjoy. So just, you know, showing up and hearing about what y'all thought about it, the different perspectives and areas where we we personally, you know, related or didn't relate as much to the books. It's it's always great to to have the conversation and do the reading. And so I, you know, love it really just for that. I am glad to hear we had some some greater diversity. I honestly didn't realize it was yeah fifty percent of the books had at least a one one female co author or uh, or or subject. I guess it was. It really was a, a great variety this time around, and I think like that doesn't necessarily need to be the only thing we focus on. But I think it's good to keep that in mind and try and try to find those uh, you know 
less represented voices because there there are uh, plenty of books about successful white guys of the last uh, decades and 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 finding out the 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 stories from the the women and other uh, underrepresented groups is always uh, really interesting as well. And I want to say that a lot of that was Eli. Eli, you came into the show and that was one of the things you said, you know, you think we should be doing and we really did it. Um, and I also want to say that we had some great numbers this season. We actually quadrupled our total number of subscribers. And I think a big part of that was you. And I really want to thank you so much for for everything that you did this season and for coming in with so much spirit and um, taking everything to such a new level. We quadrupled our numbers? That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, the, the number of subscribers across all platforms quadrupled. So wow. yeah, it would, and that happened, you know, from, from when you came in to, to now, that was all within the last year. You can look at it and like, you were really a growth agent for us. So, you know, we're really sad that you're leaving actually. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, or maybe no. Molson was just suppressing the numbers. We, we can't really know. You know it's not a... <laughs> We we should uh, you know on the next season bring back all of the formal former hosts for an episode. I, I know that we talked we talked about Molson a bit during this uh, the Lego book and the Amazon book. I think we all said that we would have really appreciated Molson's perspective on that as well. But thank thank you. I mean like that that's so wonderful to hear. Uh, and you know I hope with your new host next season that you bring in another voice and kind of also an, a new audience through him. Sure. I, I completely agree. I think that there's a huge, there was a huge benefit for me of being part of this over the past year and exactly eating my vegetables. You know, I, it got me to get back into reading, um, business and nonfiction types of books. I, I think, you know, personally I had done an executive MBA for two years, which exhausted me in terms of, I didn't read any fiction and every extra minute I had was spent reading cases. So after that, I did not want to touch a business focused book. All I wanted to do was read fiction. And I think that this got me reading business books for the first time since uh, my MBA. So I'm, I'm happy that I got back into it. But I think it, I think it is also important to kind of find balance with it. And for me, what I struggled with during this show was having that balance of reading the business book but also making the time to read some of the fiction books. And I think frequently kind of like my fiction reading went to the wayside because I had to get through these books. And, you know, there, there weren't many books that I, I like disliked and I felt were like a complete waste of time. But there were times when I was like, oh, it's like struggling through a certain book when I really probably just would have preferred to read a fiction book. So I look forward to over the next year still being able to listen to you guys and uh, just listening to your great summaries at the start short, because that that's, I think the most beneficial part of every episode when short gives this incredible five minute summary of the book and the author and all of the context around it and getting to check it off my list as though I've read that book. <laughs> uh, so I'll, I'll do that along with some of my fiction reading going forward. And Kopech, th thank you so much. You know, you put in so much work for this show. I don't know if our listeners know that basically all I do is click on a link when you send it out. And I don't know if I like, I, I literally don't even hit start record. Um, <laughs> like I just click on one link. So thank you for all of the work that you put in to like make this a thing. And, you know, thank, thank you both of you for thinking of me, asking me to join this 
and proposing some great books and really bringing forth your individual perspectives on those books. I've really appreciated having this time every month over the past year. And I'm looking forward to the next season. While we're having a love fest, I have to say David actually does more work than me. It's much easier to ask questions than to give a really good answer to them. So David's always really well prepared for those uh, tough questions. Oh, can I can I jump in with a sure. with a fun fact that Short knows my fiance from high school debate, and like that is absolutely true. It's just like I, I feel like that like high school debate is this incredible base that you have short where you are just like ready with all of this recall and like all of the facts about a book. Um, and I love it. So yeah, thank you for always starting with those summaries. The secret is that I, uh, capture the quotes in a notes file and I am absolutely reading information as we're having the discussion as well. So it's not all perfectly from recall either. And I would be remiss if I did not like Genuinely, thank you, Eli. I you know made the joke about Molson, but it's really been just like so wonderful working with you on this this year. Um, I think the books that you suggested were great. I think, uh, well, I guess not universally. <laughs> Some of them were the ones we listed, except for Power of Growth in our lower level. But uh, it was it was really really great. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna miss you next season. But uh, you know, definitely let us know anytime you you'll be listening. So if you hear of a book that you know, you you do want to dig into and, and join us again, we're, we're always going to welcome you back. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. Eli, is there anything you want to leave listeners with? Any final message for them? Oh, shoot. I'm supposed to say something really deep here, aren't I? You know, I, I think per- personally where I am is the like, find your balance, right? Like I, I have loved this show over the past year because I do think it's helped me think more critically about my career and kind of where I am and what I want out of my career. And it's important to make that time. And I would encourage our listeners, you know, clearly it's a group of people that are already listening to a podcast called Business Books and Co. But do make sure that you kind of take that time and think, what do you want out of your career and what are your goals? Okay, so that wraps up season two. I don't want people to be worried. We are coming back just next month with the beginning of season three. And we're going to have an all-new co-host. He's actually a friend of David and mine named Kevin Hudak. We're really excited about him joining. He's a great raconteur. He loves to kind of get into debates about interesting topics. And he has a lot of interesting life experiences and interesting business experiences. So I'm excited about the insight he's going to bring to the show. And we actually let him pick the first book of the new season. So next month, we'll be talking about Liftoff not Lift Off, the bad book we talked about earlier today. This is a different book called Lift Off. It's called Lift Off, Elon Musk and the Desperate Early Days That Launched SpaceX by Eric Berger. So pretty self-explanatory what it's about. Really excited about that book. Want to also ask both of you if there's anything you want to plug for the end of the season. And also, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David G. Short. And I've recently been unbanned from Clubhouse, so I'm still there at David Short. Most importantly, you can follow my puppy on Instagram, Archie, the Prince of NYC. And I think I'll just plug vaccines this episode. Go get vaccinated. And I'm at Dave Kopeck on Twitter. That's D-A-V-E-K-O-P-C. David, how'd you get banned from Clubhouse? We'll talk about it after the show. (laughs) All right. Well, with that big cliffhanger, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to us on your podcast player of choice. And we really look forward to seeing you next month for the beginning of season three and the book Liftoff.
Have a great month.